The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right, so Ian's gone off for a wee and he's taken his phone with him so he can look at Twitter. Um, you know, the Twitter he's not looking at. And he's taking his computer because he thinks I'm going to um, go on in Twitter that he's not using and shouldn't be open on his computer and write messages, you know, like he does whenever I leave my laptop open. So anyway, that's a little insight into the mind of a 45-year-old man. Anyway, while he does his thing, and he may be some time, he says he was a number one, but who, who knows. I'm going to tell you about a very interesting um, case I read about in this uh, publication, serious scientific publication, called Chat It's Fate, which is uh, full of the latest paranormal and uh, psychic news. Now, this is a story of um, a, a woman called Romany Romany from Brighton. She's 49 years old. Dancing around the fire, I whispered my heartfelt plea to the god of the flames. Please, give me my own magic show. Show me how, I begged over and over again. <laughs> what are you reading? The story of Romany Romany. Oh, yeah. Voices told her to leave her husband so she could become a star. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I was at a music and performing arts Her festival. Her name's Romany Romany. Apparently. She's wow. She's from Brighton. Okay. I was at a music and performing arts festival called Fire Dance in California, USA. I travelled... That's where California is. I, yeah. I, I knew it was over that way somewhere. Yeah. I knew it was out west, but yeah. I didn't know it was in the USA, the United it? States of America. It's a, oh. I travelled alone to California, USA. Okay. Leaving my husband, Martin, at home in the UK. Martin sounds like a loser. Well... He sounds like that now. You wait till you hear what happens. Oh, yes. 0344-499-1000, by the way, if you want to join us. An artist and performer, my real dream was to be a professional magician with my own show, but somehow it always seemed just out of my grasp. It was almost as if I was being blocked. My um, youngest got, um, can do a couple of magic tricks now. Really? Yeah, proper ones. We got the three cups and you make a ball appear. You put you put a ball on top, then oh, tap yeah. it in it. But yeah, it's good. It's got powers. Yeah, he's got powers. And he's so proud. And I'm proud. And then sometimes he does it and then he lifts it up wrong so you see how he does it. Yeah. But he's got... He's only um, little. It's only little. He does that and he does another thing where he can make coins appear. And then my, the he'll, eldest... He'll has, never work again. The eldest has got a thing where um, he can make like a little red light come out from behind your ear. <gasps> oh, now I've seen that. Yeah. There's a really nice... A really sweet clip of a paediatrician. Oh, God, disgusting. They should all be strung up and sent no. to the Isle of Wight. A children's doctor in America. And he's got <coughs> a couple of those lights and he keeps producing this little kid is yeah, in his yeah. office. And he- oh, it's just wonderful. Well, my eldest can do that. So he's better than that paedophile. Um, Carry on. The next section of this story is called, in pink, Mystical Revelation. Oh, After a night of wild revelry and dancing. <laughs> remember, Martin's at home. Wild revelry and, and dancing. dancing. And dancing. That doesn't, that's not including the wild revelry. That, that is a separate issue what that we you, have to deal with. So what would revelry be, to your mind? Drinking and... Uh, that, that's carousing, surely. Ooh, what about screwing? Revelry, that, that's no. That's loving. Revelry. I see, revelry Debauchery to me, is screwing, Revelry to me would be dancing on a bar. Yeah. Atop like, the bar. Like hijinks would go no, into hijink, revelry. Hijinks is like putting um, uh, fireworks down a toilet and flushing it. Or a cone on a statue's head. There we go, you see. <clears throat> or bringing a tree home, like one of my student oh, I hated, housemates I hated did. students when I was a student. Yeah, so did I. I hated being a student. It was such hard work to be so wacky all the time. And drunk. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, after a night of wild revelry and dancing, use yeah. your imagination. Use your we've imagination. all been we've all been young once. Haven't we? Well. I decided to go for a hike in the forest to clear my head. I'm David Babcock, and I got my willy stuck in the Hoover. Just so you know what show you're listening to. I put my trainers on and marched briskly down to the leafy trail. As the sun began to set, I enjoyed a moment of complete solitude. I was miles away from the nearest human being. The only sound was the cracking of twigs under my feet. Oh. And then, oh. out of nowhere, I heard a voice speak. Why does life have to be so unfair? No, it wasn't oh. that one. Oh. The voice said, Leave Martin. <laughs> it was a dogger. <laughs> a dogger was telling her to leave her husband. The voice ordered me, Sell your house. Ordered. Go to Las Vegas. Don't tell Martin you're selling your house. Are you sure it wasn't the hangover that was telling her that maybe... Martin must never know you're <laughs> selling your house. Psychic all my life, I realised at once that the voice wasn't from someone who was physically present there with me in the forest. No. Okay, big pink writing, spirit presence. Mm -hmm. The voice was from spirit. Are you mad? Possibly. But why was it telling me to leave Martin, my husband of five years? I loved him dearly. Oh, God. She she loved him and she's listening to ghosts and they're telling her to leave and she's considering it despite her loving him? I turned around and walked back to the festival campsite deep in thought. Okay, And high on drugs. I'm sure she wasn't. This voice, without sound but absolutely clear, had actually spoken to me twice before. In a loo in Portugal. In a loo? Yes. That's the, not a place, a toilet, a loo. Oh, in Portugal, and I've again... I've voices in toilets, but they tell me to do bad things. And again in my flight in Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Both times, it had told me to wipe myself better. <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs> you are a pervert. Both times, it had told me to leave Martin. This person does not like Martin. No. Martin sounds like a... Well, Martin Poor like Martin. A, I bet he's a stand-up guy. Uh, it's not Martin Kellner, is it? No, it's a German Martin. More is going to be revealed in a second. Okay. Martin. 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 Name is Martin. My name is Martin and I would like to spike your bottom, please. Very hard with my villi. I'd ignored it both times, you know, the time in the loo and the time in Shepherd's Bush. I couldn't my be- Lubenschaften! <laughs> my Lubenschaften is getting arousing! Oh, God. I couldn't bear to think how much Martin and I would both suffer if we parted. Yeah, this yeah. time, though, I knew it was answering my prayer from last night. You know, the drunk one. Uh... <laughs> if I wanted to be a successful magician, I had to give up my marriage. The message from Spirit was crystal clear. Because there are no successful married magicians. Everybody knows that. What was I going to do? Magic or Martin? Magic or Martin? Hmm. Martin and I had married in Linz, Austria, at the street festival where we met as fellow performers. I was 27 at the time. He was a juggler. (laughs) And walked up to me with a flower. A juggler or a gigolo? A juggler. Okay. He was, had walked up to me with a flower. He was a gorgeous, tall German. And on our first date, he turned to me in the moonlight and said, I like mine quite hard. And then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. How did you know? <laughs> no, he said, I think I love you. I think I love you. We will get married. I will spank your bottom with my Ubenschaften. <laughs> we hadn't wasted any time and decided to get married right there and then. Okay, so it's one of those marriages. Right there. He walked up to her said, I think I love you. We're going to get married now. now. Wow. Ours was a huge wedding celebrated by everyone present at the festival. Oh, we're not even joking. They got married there and then. How do you do that there and then? 
pagan priestess bound our wrists together with all right. silk. All right, you got you, all right. So it's not a proper marriage. You're not married to him. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I thought when you said husband, you were married. No, you met in a street and, and jumped some, over a broom. And a nutty lady tied your arms together. You jumped over a broom. That that ain't married, right? Next. We were happy. So her boyfriend. She wants to finish with her boyfriend. Okay, fine. We set up home in Brighton, performed together with a juggling and knife throwing act. Oh, well, you would. I mean, can you think of a worse act? And planned to start a family one day. There was a terrible time when I thought I was going to lose Martin as he developed a tumour the size of a grapefruit between his heart, lungs and spine. But he had it successfully removed. And luckily we weren't actually married, so I wasn't that bothered. I felt enormously lucky to still have him. But now, this voice. (laughs) (laughs) Now, having been through so much together, Spirit was telling me to leave him. I've actually got a recording of um, Martin the night he was told that she was going to leave him. No, no, please don't leave me. There we go, that's a real recording. His English should come on a treat. Yes, it has, because of his Umgeschaften. I knew that having asked me three times, the voice wouldn't ask me again, so this was my last chance. Uh... Yeah, that's the way it works. It was as if the universe was saying to me, you can have this, but you've got to show faith. By the way, can I just say, chat is fate is the best £25 I've ever spent on an annual subscription for anything ever. I mean, God, this is the first of so many of these tales. Oh, mate. If I stayed with Martin, I knew I wouldn't go down the path that would lead to my dream of having a successful magic show. Pink writing. Decision time. Decision time. What's it going to be? Martin or magic? By the time I'd got to my tent, I'd made up my mind. It was magic. (laughs) Martin could get shafted as far as I was concerned. I sat on the floor and wept for my lost marriage. For the pain and confusion I'd caused when I broke all my promises to Martin, I wept for the fun we'd miss and the children we'd never have and for our growing old together. Then I realised we weren't actually married and it was just splitting up with the boyfriend and that happens all the time. So she does it bravely. I wrote Martin a letter (laughs) telling him I was leaving and I didn't hand it to him until we were back home in Brighton. His face crumpled when he read read it, breaking my heart. But we're going to be together forever, he said, bursting into tears. Martin. I heard a voice, I began. Did you hear that? I heard a voice, I began, but stopped, realising it didn't make sense. I wanted to comfort him and put my arms around him and say it was all a stupid mistake and of course I wasn't leaving. But I couldn't. I'd made my decision and my path was set. Come what may, I'd be leaving the UK for Las Vegas in America in about four months' time. It was the hardest four months of my life. I loved Martin and the longer I was at home, the more I felt I couldn't give a damn about any voice. But it was too late. Too late, of course it was. Because Martin had moved on. <laughs> had he? Yes. He was gone. Good he for started him. a new relationship with someone else. And having made the decision to separate, I had no choice but to accept it. But well, I knew it was meant to be. Oh, jeez. I like Martin. I want to hear Martin's side of the Martin story. Martin sounds ace. One day, I was coming back from holiday with my, uh, we're not technically married, but my girlfriend. And she says she hears voices and wants to dump me. I think, score her. So I can find another woman. Make love to her with my Ungerschaften. <laughs> the deal was struck, the price was agreed, and the magic set in motion. Pink writing, moving away. Moving away. So there I was in my 30s without children, a partner, a home, or any debts. All your own fault. And I didn't know any magic tricks. <laughs> All I wanted was that surefire act, and I didn't care how long it took or what it cost. Oh. Sitting on the plane to Vegas, leaving England behind me, I had the sense I was changing my life forever. Once I got to Vegas, I planned to study with Jeff McBride, an acquaintance of mine and a megastar in the world of magic. I hadn't actually organised anything beforehand. (laughs) So I went to see him as soon as I arrived in Vegas. 
I'm sorry, Romany, but I'm about to leave for a tour of Japan, he told me. I'm hooking up with some German guy called Martin, <laughs> who has recently become single. We've fallen in love. I'm going to teach you some tricks. My heart sank. Oh, my God, I'd left Martin, and now my dream was collapsing already. Had I just made the worst mistake of my life? Oh. Over the page, will the magic work for Romany? Hang on a minute. How long has this gone for? Another page. Oh, God. But Jeff had another question for me. Romany, do you want to put your own show on for one night in my theatre when I get back, he asked. Yes, I blurted wow, excitedly. This is incredible. What have I done? I moaned to my pale face in the mirror when I got to the hotel room. You see, I didn't actually have an act. This woman is a disgrace. I'd performed a few bits and pieces in front of friends and that was it. Yet I'd just agreed to put on a professional magic show in front of a demanding Vegas audience in just a few short weeks. I spent every waking moment until Jeff got back in my hotel room, practicing magic tricks in front of the mirror. Jeff was a huge Vegas star. I was shaking as he introduced me to the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Your American accent sucks. Romany, Romany! Huh? They'll clap anything. And I was up. I did my best, but I was way beyond my comfort zone. I forgot an entire ten-minute chunk uh -oh. of the middle of my act, and a confetti explosion failed to go off. Oh, no. Afterwards, Jeff bounded backstage. I braced myself for a ticking off. But he was beaming. What? Wow, that was great. Did you hear them all laughing? He said. You're a hit, Romany. This is amazing. Pink writing, smiling faces. Whoa. I could hardly believe what he was saying, but as I walked into the foyer, I was met by a crowd of happy, beaming faces. They're smiling. Well, They're they content. Liked, they really liked That's it. all I needed to do. They liked Romany Romany's magical show. Well, I mean, less magic than, you know. Confetti explosions. Than, well, none. No, no, it didn't work. None. None. Not pad, pad of confetti. Nine. I decided there and then to apply for a visa so I could stay in Vegas. It was the start of something, well, magical. I became the only woman to win the Magic Circle Mu Magician of the Year and then oh, the Vegas Golden Lion Award. Gee. I performed all over the world and have even entertained His Highness Prince Charles. Kind of speeding up the story a little bit there. <laughs> she's, Romany, Romany. she's bored herself. That's how magic works, you see. You set your intention... You let it go, and then the infinite wisdom of the universe no. sets the cogs in motion. No, that's not how magic works. Basically, you do one thing with one hand to keep people looking at it, and then the other hand, you're fiddling around with a card. Yeah, or you buy really expensive tricks. Yeah. The yeah, universe had granted my request for a successful act, but now I had another ask. I wanted a life partner. Oh, screw that. This girl's greedy. She'd done a deal. The deal was, no partner, you become a magic star. Pink writing. Making it happen. Oh. Once again, I set my intention. I cleared out half of my wardrobe, slept only on one side of the bed and bought a large teddy bear into whose fluffy ear I whispered, I love you. Oh, Jesus. Each night. She sounds nice. This is the worst kind of human. <laughs> it took a whole year before my now husband Johnny showed up. He was a Buddhist and a former monk. He liked me, but had no idea he but was in it for the long haul. I had no idea that I was whispering into a teddy bear's ears doing a spell to summon him. <laughs> I gave him time. As I rode my bike, I whispered to the wind, He loves me, manufacturing the feeling that he did. After a year, he moved in and was surprised to find so much room in my wardrobe for his clothes. I had no regrets whatsoever about leaving Martin. It freed him to live his life. He now has three children and seems very happy. We're still friends. And although he lives in Germany, he occasionally comes to stay. That voice that told me to leave Martin still speaks to me. Not often, but when it does, I listen. Don't let Martin stay. <laughs> Where is the teddy bear? I often, uh, I always trust what it says and take the leap it requires. Magic has its own timing, its own quirky way of things working out in perfect time and space. 
find your joy. Pay close attention to the cosmic signs. And remember, be careful what you tell the angels, because I swear, they're always listening. That's true. They're my, uh, that's my, um, my brother-in-law. Okay. So you can buy, um, that is an extract from, a, from a, a longer book, Spun into Gold, a story of showbiz dreams, addiction and finding real magic by Romany Romany. Available at Amazon, price nine ninety nine. Well, where's the addiction bit? I, I don't know. The... They missed that bit out. I wonder whether that was the um, that was the uh, what was the term she used earlier on? Hijinks. No, revelry. Revelry. That could yeah, be it. The uh, well, I'm going to Google that now and order that as a Christmas present, birthday present for myself. Oh three four four. <laughs> Four nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. That's just... Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. This is a real book. Um, it's had 102 reviews on um, Amazon. Um, the lowest review, mm-hmm. four stars. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. like an awesome book. That's, sounds like a sounds classic good. for our time. Here we go. Um, a book I couldn't put down. Just enough of a hint at the end of each chapter to make you want to keep turning the pages. I enjoyed this book. Reading about a life full of sparkle and magic. Um, an insight into another world. Really interesting to see the ups and downs that Romany faced. Looking at this other um, review, it says, This was rubbish. <laughs> oh, Martin! Martin! <laughs> uh, Martin! That looks uh, well. Good for her. That looks all right. I mean, she went for it. Um, her methods were unorthodox. That looks like an all right kind of book, and uh, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. The switchboard is empty. I tell you what, we're going to do, Catherine. Go on. We've done too much work tonight. We're going to do this year as we mean it to uh, to carry on. Uh, let's get the listeners to do some work, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to sit here and wait for some calls, and um, we're not going to do anything until the calls come. Now, there's 27 minutes of the show left uh, before Paul Ross comes in and does his thing through the night. And it's cracking listen. He puts he puts effort into his show, something we uh, we do not do here. Um, but we, I feel that we've done enough work for tonight. So, dear listener, it's up to you. We will sit back and we will wait for your calls. Not straight to air. It's not straight to air. Not doing not doing that. Not stupid. You'll phone up, you'll speak to Sam, he'll take your name and number and give you a call back. Some of the things we've talked about are um, uh, magicians, dumping German men, spring onions. Revelry. Revelry and egg orgies. Um, so you can call in about that. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We sit and we wait for them to call in. Because uh, uh, if, if we do the whole show ourselves... 
to the last hour without without any calls, then they're going to think, oh, that's, that's why we... Why are they, why are they doing calls? Then? Exactly, that's the, way, that's the way to do it. So, no, pull your finger out, guys. Um, I'm going to do some Googling while I'm waiting. And I'm we'll... going to nip to the loo, I think. Are oh, you going to the loo? Yeah. I'm going to... Well, you, you go in to make just... me think, do I want one? And, of course, now of course you I do. do. I've just ordered some DVDs and a Jeffrey Tambor autobiography. Um, so, away you go. Off you go. Let's wait. I'm just logging out. Okie dokie. our first call i'm serious I'm hello not... hello it's um james from hammersmith prove it uh it's difficult to prove over the telephone okay. um i could send no but i'm i'm just uh ringing to say that i'm actually quite enjoying the show you sound surprised <laughs> well <laughs> and uh the lady don't know who she is no do She's... i Hilarious. Well, who's better, the, la- the lady? Unusual for a female. The lady or the man? A genuinely super clever woman. No, let's not get carried I away. I don't know many apart from my uh, partner. Well, that's because you're, you're. Well, that maybe maybe it's your arrogance that is making you think. Because because yeah. women are women are. I am hugely arrogant. I can tell. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And you have so a partner. Thanks for insulting me. Let's, but, um, I mean, you you, uh, you asked for callers, yes. and I've called. You don't, you and, don't, you don't uh, and now you're calling me arrogant. Well, you are. You are well, you've admitted you're arrogant. I was. I was. I was describing you. You've admitted that I'm right. Um, no, you described me as arrogant, and then I agreed with you. Yes, a slight difference. Well, no, that's exactly what I just said. I, are you not happy with me uh, complimenting or female? I, if only you weren't. If only you weren't doing it. If only you weren't doing it in quite a nasty, misogynistic way. Then, then I'd be happy sure. with you complimenting my female. But the fact that you did it <laughs> by saying you don't know many funny, intelligent females. Well, and, I don't. Well, do you? Yeah, I do. Apart I know loads. The person sitting next to you. I know loads because I'm not an arsehole. And um, uh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice people, nice, intelligent, funny people approach me and talk to me. <laughs> I think maybe the reason you don't know many nice, funny, intelligent uh, females is because they yeah. don't want. Why would they want to talk to you? Oh, so you're you're now being a shock jock, are you? No, nope. your new nope. approach. No, no, I'm being honest. I'm being a mirror. I'm being a mirror. <laughs> a mirror. Yeah. So I'm like you. Sorry. But reversed. Actually, you're not as clever as you as you think. Okay, fine. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Here's the thing: just be nice, and nice people get attracted into your life. Did I say I needed someone to be attracted into my life? I don't think you know what words mean. 
You know well, that some words no have more. No one knows than... what words mean because words have meaning. Yes. What, what's up with you? Gosh, you really aren't as clever as you think you are. Um, you know that some um, words have more than one meaning. Well, yes. Okay. Well, then obvious. that sentence that I said to that's you about attraction. To all of your listeners. It's not obvious to the, to. The, the well, I'm glad that you spotted it. Has more than one uh, meaning. I'm glad you spotted that. Then, then. Um, you're a very bright man. You, but you asked for a caller, and I've called in. Yeah. Okay. You does, be does no, I, I was hoping we get a good caller, not not um, <laughs> not a misogynist. Well, well, so, so what do you want me to say for you? Because you're clearly a man who needs his ego uh, uh, polishing. Oh God, no, not at all. I just don't like people being rude to women or being rude to I anyone. Wouldn't. You were. She said that she was very funny for a female. Yeah, for a female. What's yeah. wrong with that? Yeah. Okay. I don't believe you've got a partner. Um. Well, maybe I've got several. Anyway, I doubt what, it. What would you like me to say? Goodbye. In order to uh, brush your ego. Goodbye. He's so thick. He's not even hung up to listen to himself on the radio. Goodbye. It's how thick this guy is. He thinks you're a very funny, intelligent... He thinks you're very funny and intelligent for a female. Gosh. James, you've not put the phone down, mate. Could you could you uh, massage my ego by hanging up? There we go, he's done it. Well done. You're very funny uh, and intelligent for a female. I know, those ovaries do get in the way often, don't they? He doesn't know me. He only knows. He doesn't know many funny and intelligent females apart from you and his partner, which oh. I think is made up. She must have a sense of humour. Um, this is more like it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Top Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Very quickly, Martin has just called oh. in, and he might have something important. And if he hasn't, we'll dispatch him quickly so we can find out what's on your show. Yes, Martin. Hello. Hello, Martin. Hello, yes, this is Martin. I've been listening to the story <laughs> you said, and hello, this is Martin. It's been so long. Oh, it's, it's German, Martin. He's come to fix the boiler, yeah? yeah? It's right. Romany, Romany. Oh, Martin, we're so sorry. It's been so long since I've even thought about Romany Harmony. <laughs> Um, well, we're I sorry. Didn't even know what had happened to her. I hope she's listening. She became a magician. I did love her and miss her. I'm trying to talk. You're a very funny man. Give me a second, please. Okay, you got to be quick. That she knows what I think. If you could pass it on in some way, we will. We will do that for you, Martin. Mm. I promise. She was a very good magician, you know. This y- is true. Yes. Every night she'd make my loft and shaft disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Martin. There we go. Uh... The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. 